0: Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality, And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Halloween special at Pure Mind Magic. This episode is all about fear and why fear sometimes protects us and other times can block us from living our dreams. My guest, Margie Kerr, teaches at university, studies fear and behavior and she knows everything about haunted horses because she loved them already as a kid. So, this will be a really interesting episode that deals with our fears. And before we dive into the interview, this episode is brought to you by my business mentor Ron G. Holland. Ron really is the absolute expert when it comes to mind power and how you can resolve your mental blockages and really get ahead, especially when it comes to Money because they call him the millionaire maker. He has helped several people to turn millionaire with his mind power skills and all the mental techniques he uses. And now you have access to that too because he created an amazing video course teaching you everything he knows about how our mind and brain works and how you can cooperate with both hemispheres to really get the results you want and create your own payday in what area of your life you like. So there will be the link for this amazing course directly in the show notes. Check it out and you won't regret it. It's just astonishing i would say as a magician so now back to the fears back to halloween and here is for you on the show from philadelphia margie kerr hi margie welcome to the show
1: hello thank you for having me on
0: I'm happy that you are joining me today for this Halloween special. And to give the listeners a good impression, can you tell them who you are and what you are doing?
1: Sure. My name is Margie Kerr, and I'm a sociologist and author of the book Scream, Chilling Adventures in the Science of Fear. And actually, my colleague and I just published a paper uh, that was based on data that we collected for two years in a haunted attraction. Uh, So trying to find out why people like to be scared and and what they're getting out of it.
0: Very interesting. So can you share with us a few cues why people like it to be scared?
1: Yeah, so we found that um, mood does improve. It it works almost like an in-the-moment mood booster. That people come in and they report, you know, maybe like a five on a scale of one to 10, and they leave at an eight. And uh, so, so that's, um, you know, one, one factor. And uh, other negative affect states go down. So people feel less tired, less anxious, less frustrated, less numb. And uh, these changes are all associated to feeling like. You challenged yourself and learned about your fears um, and uh, the scarier, the better, the more thrilling, scary and intense, the, the bigger the, the increase in mood. So uh, we think it's, it's acting, you know, a lot like a, uh, you know, going to a surprise party or running a 5k or doing anything where there's a, a lot of excitement, but also a bit of personal challenge.
0: Very interesting, Margie. So you would say in other words that horror and being scared can act a little bit like a therapy?
1: In the right context, yeah. So if you are, you know, somebody who like me, I often get very stuck in my head. I'm just thinking and cycling through thoughts. Doing something like this it grounds you in the moment. It really forces you to be present in the here and now, and uh, aware of your body and feeling you know strong and powerful. So it just it it and that's what we saw with the analysis of the EEG data, uh, the brainwave activity, that you know people are not getting caught up in their in their mind and uh, and so and that can feel good to feel just really in your body.
0: I see. So from your studies, what would you say what are people most afraid of?
1: Well, I always tell designers that it's all about balance and to think of it more like creating an emotional symphony um rather than just, you know, something that is scary for, you know, 2 hours or half an hour. Um because the the way that fear works is that it's it's really a um uh, you know, it's a violation of our predictions of what we think we're going to encounter. And so, if you can, you know, take somebody from, for example, a really, really dark room, and they go out into the broad daylight, um, the sunlight is experienced is very intense, very bright, uh, as opposed to going from like a retail store, fluorescent lights, into the the daylight. So we're always uh, our experience is always a measure of, of range of that difference between. Um, you know, where we were and our expectations and then where we are. So to design really scary experiences, you always have to be playing with those extremes of taking somebody from, you know, something that maybe was 30 seconds of, of laughter or absurdity to then something that is very dark and macabre and, uh, you know, blood and guts. So it's trying to, to, um, to make that, that difference even bigger to, to land a a really good scare. And even though a lot of designers say that the startle scares are, are kind of the, the easy ones, they really are helpful in getting just our sympathetic nervous system going. Um, things like a loud bang or a loud, um, air cannon, uh, you know, they may not be psychologically scary, but they still activate our body, uh, and, and sensitize us to the more psychological scares.
0: Yes, that makes sense. And uh, looking now at the entrepreneurial side or what is typically human, why would you say, Margie, people are so afraid of the unknown and tapping into the unknown?
1: Yeah, so… Uh, we we have a natural curiosity to investigate and to explore and to look at things that are new, um, and to beca- at first, and this is very much to our our benefit. Uh, we approach things that we don't know with caution because we don't have any information on them yet. Um, you know, something that if, if we haven't learned about it from our family or friends and we've never seen it before, um, the we will you know automatically have a cautious approach um and want to learn about it until we can you know be assured that it's not going to hurt us um so the unknown in the unknown always lies risk you know you never you never know what what could happen and so we we in a sense over prepare um because to be caught off guard you know we would be at a disadvantage so the unknown really is um you know, that's that's where all the mystery and adventure awaits.
0: <laughs> that is so true and also so magical because this is like the magic blind spot. And it's said that there are a lot of things we don't know, we don't know. And this is where the potential lies for new opportunities. What would you say?
1: Oh, I think that's perfect. A, a wonderful way to say it. Yeah, Absolutely. Um that's why I always tell people even if they say they don't like horror movies or scary material that uh no matter what age you are to always keep a, an adventurous uh mindset to to be thinking about what you don't know and uh that was one of the most um amazing parts of of my research for my book was uh being surprised at my reactions again i think as we age we start to think that we know how we will respond to everything and we walk ourselves through it in our mind and think oh well this is how i would feel this is how i would act um but when we you know do new things and and keep pushing the the boundaries of personal growth we continue to surprise ourselves and like you said in that unknown is a potential
0: So when it comes to fear, obviously, there are also good fears that protect us and make sure that we survive. But then there are also other fears that block us and hinder us from living our dreams and designing the life we really would like to have, because it it means we have to leave our comfort zone and the things we know. And then there's this interesting interpretation of fear, what means false evidence, Appearing real. What is your <laughs> approach on that?
1: Um, that I, I, I this is one of the uh, issues I, I lecture about a lot is to encourage people to actually graph all of their different fears out, so that they can um, have a greater understanding of which fears are really hindering their life and and keeping them from pursuing their goals, and which ones are healthy and you know, um, are, are okay to, to kind of to have. And I think that, um, knowing that at an intellectual level is of course important, but that people, uh, do need to try and experience it in a physical level too, that it's fear is not something that we can think our way through. Um, you know, if you're afraid of heights, it's, it's hard to truly overcome that until you interact, you put your body in the in the situation, and that's what exposure therapy is. And of course, it doesn't have to be the exact situation. Um, what my colleague and I have found is that you can, in a way, practice being afraid in these environments where you are the one choosing to do it, and there's a foundation of safety and uh, agency. Um, That it's a way to to put your body in the experience, too, so that you uh, have the um, the intellectual knowledge, but also, you know, your body has an experience because it's it's not just our our mind alone.
0: That makes sense. So. Let's speak a little bit about Halloween and all the horror and scary things around there. On your website, Margie, it says that you were already interested in haunted houses when you were a kid. What is so fascinating for you about haunted houses?
1: I think that it was a a natural next step from growing up on my mom's family's farm. she Her, her family had a, a big 100-acre farm with sheep and horses. And growing up, uh, we would always go and explore in the woods and, you know, get into trouble and just investigate. And um, when there was a haunted house at uh, a gymnasium, um, I I think that, and I didn't do this intentionally, but I already had a framework in my mind of, going into places that are kind of scary and not being sure of what you're going to encounter but you're with friends and uh and it's fun. Um so there just I cre- there was a, a a lot of space for uh this idea of fun scary that you know in the the right context these things are adventure and exploration and the attraction was very age appropriate so it wasn't too scary So I didn't have a negative association with doing scary things. And for Halloween, I just, I loved candy. I loved dressing up in costume. uh, And I loved, you know, being with friends. And uh, so all of those things in my mind created a really strong, positive association. uh, And I just, you know, I I liked the idea of, of these scary exploratory places.
0: So you connect the haunted houses and being scared more with adventures?
1: I do. Yeah. I I do think of it that way and um you know it is interesting. I never really uh brought the you know specific awareness to it, but in my head they are like little mini adventures and scavenger hunts.
0: Very interesting. So what are some cool tips for you for Halloween? Like, do you have a movie tip or anything else people could do to freak other people out or just to have a scary night today?
1: Yeah, I highly recommend doing something with friends, you know, gathering all of your friends together and, uh, you know, doing something like watching a scary movie and, and having lots of, of good food and chocolate around. Um, but also for people to to try and, you know, recruit a friend to create mini scary experiences for each other. There's a lot of fun and fulfillment in the creation process uh, itself, um, in addition to, you know, actually being the the person who, who gets scared. But if you have, and I, I do recommend, you know, talking to a friend before doing this. I know some people enjoy the spontaneous, random pranks, but um, I find that those can really be hit or miss. I'm all about people knowing they're about to to get scared, but just not quite sure how. Um, but I think if friends, in, you know, if more and more people are having holiday or Halloween parties, to make it more interesting, try doing it your own little mini. Um, haunted house and, and introducing elements of startle and, and story. And I, it's a lot of fun. I think we forget some of that imaginative play as we get older. But uh, it, even for people who work in very technical fields, it's so uh, nice to get into the more creative mind space and, and just um, you know think in different ways.
0: That is a very good tip and on your website there's an interesting uh, video that is on YouTube and it's about manufacturing fear. So do you have a few tips on how to manufacture fear?
1: Oh yes, yeah. So uh, it's all about engaging the senses and uh, trying to disorient people in lots of different ways. Um, So uh, for example, For, you know, big haunted attractions that have a a big budget, um, it's including different startling elements. So going from, say, an air cannon, but then having an actor that charges at your face with, uh, say, a a glove that looks like a bunch of very sharp knives, um, but that are actually plastic or rubber. Um, But anything that is coming at our face uh, quickly, we can't focus on. Uh, super fast and and it's very startling we'll have a immediate uh, reaction to that Uh, and then playing with the lighting you know strobe lights are are effective um, but not just the the intense strobe but even just a a blinking light every couple of seconds Uh, and then the audio you know really thinking about the audio design so that it's um, specific to the context and uh, and changes so You know, some attractions will have just loud music all the way through, but that's not really um, the best practice because going back to playing with that range of intensity, we really only care about how loud something is if we've had a period of quiet. Uh, And movies, horror movies do this really well. Well, the good ones do. Um, You know, you notice the soundtrack because there have been, moments of silence or, you know, uh, a soundtrack that, uh, you may not, or, or for example, the, the original Halloween, um, there's the soundtrack of the birds and the dogs barking and leaves rustling things that we may not think of as being part of a, you know, scare design, but actually are because those are putting us at ease and, um, giving us a sense of comfort so that when you take them away, all that you notice their absence you didn't notice their presence but now you notice their absence so um those are some tips and then you know if you can play with people's sense of balance that's that's always a lot of fun too um you know either by changing the uh the angles of the room with with different types of paint and and set design or even getting a pair of mirror glasses that make people think they're walking um, you know on the uh that they're they're you know lying down when they should be upright. <laughs>
0: very cool. I think there were a lot of really exciting tips you gave and I think it's really cool to enjoy this Halloween and I know a lot of my listeners are working really hard hours and accomplishing a lot during the week so this is a night to maybe just have fun, be excited, be scared and be prepared for new adventures. So Margie, you are a sociologist and also an author. You mentioned your book already. So can you share with us some insights? What can we find in your book with the title Scream?
1: Sure. So I went to Japan, uh, South America, and all over the US and uh, Canada doing lots of different types of, of scary things. But all things that are, you know, that We choose to do so i I did go skydiving and i did the cn tower the edge walk where you walk outside around the tower which is 117 stories uh high and i went to a lots of lots of different amusement parks um and rode um some incredible thrill rides uh and many many different haunted houses And uh, and then places that are known for being scary, whether they're haunted or just have some kind of folklore behind them that makes them, you know, sites that are particularly scary. So I went uh, to all these places and then tied it back to research, um, both historical research and culturally specific research about how fear uh, is expressed or experienced differently in different cultures. Um, and then just the, the history of spaces and why some places are more scary than others.
0: That sounds really interesting, what you have there inside the book. So who is this book for?
1: It's for anyone that wants to know why they like the things they do uh, or anyone trying to push themselves further, you know, who who feel um, maybe tired of being uh, restricted by their fears or afraid to to do things, it it definitely will help people understand how to challenge their fears in a safe and fun way, and really to learn you know how um, they can practice being afraid, and that uh, contributes to a, a growing sense of confidence and resilience. Uh, I, I think that there's just so much in life that. Uh, We have yet to explore and it really is just a call to, you know, to explore and to adventure.
0: Very nice. So after your, let's say, horror traveling, you did there or your travel (laughs) with focus on uh, being scared, would you say that dealing with our fears and when we are afraid, but we do it anyway, that there is really potential to grow as a person?
1: Yes, absolutely. Especially as we get older and uh, our bodies start changing, um, we need those moments to remind ourselves that we are uh, we are you know strong and we can uh, always always be growing and learning about ourselves, uh, and that um, you know we we don't have to be limited um, by all of our fears. Uh, I really just encourage people to to have that kind of self-knowledge and awareness because, you know, our fear uh, or rather the things that that threaten us today are very different than, you know, what threatened us for most of human existence. Um, We're less afraid of a charging bear, but uh, more afraid of things like, you know, environmental change, climate change, and, um, you know, chronic illness. And, and these kinds of threats are really hard for a lot of people to to, to handle, to deal with, because they are long term. And by doing, you know, explorative, adventurous, scary things, um, I, it, I I hope it, it can help people build a confidence in their own ability to handle uh, the everyday stresses, and to feel a sense of you know, empowerment in confronting those long-term fears. Um, so, so that's really, you know, my hope for, for a lot of people.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And it's also said that there are the biggest reward rewards on the other side of your fear. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. You know, the more invested we are in something, which, we have to be pretty invested if we're going to do something that scares us. Uh, the greater than the accomplishment, the sense of, of achievement on the other side. Um, so absolutely.
0: Very good. So Margie, where can the listeners find your book?
1: Uh, they can find it on Amazon. It's published through uh, Public Affairs Press um, and should be available wherever books are sold. Um, yeah.
0: Very good. So we get we got that covered. And you also love to uh, teach, and you are teaching at university at the moment. Can you share a few experiences with us here?
1: Sure. So right now I am teaching a medical sociology class, uh, which is what my background really is is focused in is this intersection of health and society, and and you know health and illness and the individual. Um, and so I really, I enjoy, uh, you know, showing students how to think about even something like biological disease, uh, from a cultural lens and to think about how we construct, you know, ideas of what it means to be healthy or sick, uh, and, uh, you know, relate that to then what we find scary because often throughout history, it's been the things that we don't understand that we've labeled as sickness and then also feared. So, um, uh, that's a, a class I, I really enjoy. And then I, I teach introduction to sociology and, um, you know, it's, it's always a, it's always an enjoying experience because it seems students learn things for the first time. It's like I'm learning for the first time too. So, uh, it keeps me engaged and, um, you know, up to the times of what what's out there now. So
0: I see. So interesting field. Margie, can you share with the listeners in case someone got really interested in your work, what you're doing there with research, teaching uh, your blog? And yeah, just someone who wants to learn more about fear and your work in general, where can we send them?
1: Uh, yeah, everybody can visit my website. It's margiekerr.com. Uh, and uh, across all social media is just at Margie Kerr. Um, so pretty easy to find and happy to answer questions too. I have a, a, a my email address on my website that uh, if you have a question, you can shoot me an email.
0: Amazing. So I will put all that in the show notes below this episode so the listeners can find it directly as well as the link to get your book, Scream. So to close this Halloween special episode, Margie, do you have a really good horror film tip for us?
1: Oh, horror film tip. I I encourage people to think of the first scary movie uh, they remember seeing and have a a night with your friends and you all do kind of a horror movie roulette, uh, watching uh, even maybe just, you know, half hour clips from your favorite horror movies. Uh, you'll get a nice scare, but also a sense of nostalgia and some laughs at, uh, you know, whatever the fashions were at the time where you first saw it.
0: Very good. So that was really nice. And thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom on scary things and fear. I think that was really some interesting insights you shared here with us today. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I would love to stay in contact. Yes, absolutely.
1: Thank you. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope you enjoyed this Halloween special at Pure Mind Magic with my special guests, first Scott Bradley and now Margie Kerr about fears and scary things. Maybe you feel motivated and inspired now to get ready to start your own show, maybe in the field of horror or something else that really fascinates you about a TV series, films or whatever your passion is. And when you want to find out if you are ready to become a podcaster yourself, you can check out my book, How Podcasting Can Change Your Life, Unleash Endless possibilities to get an extra dose of motivation and inspiration all about podcasting and to find out all the huge opportunities that are waiting when you open the magic door of podcasting. So the book is quite entertaining, but also has a lot of information, contacts and direct links to resources that help you get started right away. So check it out. There will be a link in the show notes as well it's available internationally on amazon as ebook for kindle or as hard copy whatever you prefer And probably you are now curious who will be my next guest this Friday. And I found someone who was really not easy to get on the show because he's very busy traveling the world and speaking, helping people all around the world. But finally, I got him after writing back and forth with her uh, if his assistant, and now I have Tommy Breedlove on the show. So he's an amazing coach when it comes to balance, money, freedom. He tells you everything about the power of choices. He's the founder of Choose Goodness and just an amazing gentleman. So you won't miss this very special interview because you will hear that he has this astonishing energy that comes across when he speaks. So tune in this Friday for interview Friday and my conversation with Tommy Breedlove. That's all for today enjoy your Halloween night. I hope you watch some great horror movies with your friends and family and I'm really happy when you share your experiences. Just leave a short comment below this episode that would help so much to get the show more popular. So enjoy your time and until Friday, create some